You are listening to Verse Per Verse with Amichai Laulevi, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. This weekly podcast, focusing on the Torah portion, was originally recorded in 2006 and 2007, but like the weekly Torah portion, they are as timeless as ever. Welcome to the weekly Stora, verse per verse, giving you easy access to biblical knowledge, one verse at a time. Exodus exits this week. Mission accomplished. The Hebrew nation is born and on its way home. The book ends with the last moments of preparation for cutting the ribbon, activation of the brand new sanctuary to the deity who delivered deliverance. Poetically, the saga that started with slaves building bricks of bitterness concludes with a community of artisans erecting a home for God. Another bookend motif of the birth myth of the Hebrews is the profound but underplayed role of the women. In this weekly double Torah episode, Vaikhel Pekudei, lost in the lists of generous contributions to the tabernacle, hides a word and hides also a story about survival, sexual arousal, and feminine intelligence hinting at the erotic and mystical dimensions of the sacred in our lives. It all begins innocently enough. When it was time for the constructions of the sacred sink, a washing sink, a station for the tabernacle employees, the Levites, um, this plumbing device was featured in the plans for the Mishkan, the tabernacle, and the construction called for brass or copper. But the source of the donated metal proved to be a source of some contention. We look at Exodus chapter 38, verse 8. And he made the laver of brass and the base thereof of brass made of the mirrors of the serving women that did service at the door of the tent of meeting. This is the JPS translation. Who are these serving women and what are they doing at the tent's threshold and what's with the mirrors the hebrew is bamarot hatsovot it does not explicitly mention women and it seems to mean the mirrors of those who congregate the verse identifies the keeper of the mirrors as feminine and assembled or congregating leading to multiple translations these are the mirrors of the women who assembled. These are the mirrors of the ministering women that ministered at the door of the tent of meeting. These are the women who performed tasks, or the women who served at the entrance, or the mirrors of the women workforce, or just the crowds of women who would crowd at the entrance to the temple. The Pseudo-Jonathan Aramaic translation delivers a curious version, covering up a much bigger story. And he made the brazen lever and its foundation of brass from the brazen mirrors of the pious women who at the season came to pray at the door of the tabernacle of appointment, standing with their oblations 
giving thanks and confession, and returning to the husbands, the mothers of righteous children who had been purified from the uncleanliness of their blood. Brazen mirrors? What this translation alludes to is a lesser-known legend quoted by Rashi, tracing the mirrors all the way back to Egypt, where they served as sex toys, raising the oppressed and repressed Hebraic libido and bumping up the population surveys. This sounds weird, I know, but here's what happens. The story says that when the Hebrew husbands were weary from the hard labor of the Egyptians, the women would bring their husbands food and drink, give them to eat, and they would take their little mirrors. Each wife would look into the mirror together with her husband and tease him by saying, I am more beautiful than you. In the course of this, they would arouse their husband's desire and copulate. Moses, according to the legend, did not want those brazen mirrors, sex toys, in his new tent of God. But the Holy One, whose tent it was, intervened, instructing the inclusion of these sacred objects of vanity and eroticism in the very place where bodies would be sanctified for divine service. The Hebrew word for mirror is very similar, mar'ah, and is also related to the Hebrew word for vision, mar'eh. Thus, as the second book of Moses ends, amid smoke and mirrors, the visionaries, midwives, artists, and freed, uh, freed slaves join to tell the hopeful story of freedom over oppression, political, sexual, religious, and aesthetic, just in time for Passover. Next time you wash your hands in your bathroom sink, ponder, where is your personal sanctuary? And where is the erotic elevated into the sacred in your own life? Shabbat shalom.